You're listening to Questionable Material with Jack and Brian, a mostly improvised podcast produced in New York by Jack Helmuth and Brian Sack. QMPodcast.com. Home automation experts. Hi. Um, you know, it's it's funny. I don't know what the hell you do. <laughs> what is home automation? What is home automation? Home automation is bringing your home into the 21st century. Oh my gosh. That's great. It, it shows just what a rube I am that I didn't even know what that was. So obviously I'm in great need of whatever it is you do. Home automation. You know, uh, would you like your lights to turn on when you come into the driveway? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's home automation. And we're the experts, hence Home Automation Experts, LLC, a limited liability company. So so I could come into a room and clap my hands and the lights would turn on? There's a variety of things we offer you at Home Automation Experts. We are offering you uh, the top of the line, the most technologically advanced features available today. Let me give you a perfect example. Uh, yes, I'd love, I love perfect examples. Okay. Now- <laughs> Up until now, mm-hmm. at nighttime, let's say you wake up in the middle of the night, you have to go to the bathroom. Yes. Okay. What happens? You wake up and you're in the dark. Your wife is next to you in bed, right? And you don't well, want to wake her up. So you, yeah, yeah. you get out of your bed, right? Yep. In the dark. Yep. Mm-hmm. And maybe you stumble. Maybe you have, a, you have a dog named Sniffles. And you trip over the dog and you start swearing like a sailor. Oh, gosh. Oh, darn it. I tripped on the old doggo. And your wife wakes up and all you wanted to do was go to the bathroom quietly. Now your wife's awake. She's mad. Her work day is ruined tomorrow. She's mad at you. You're going to suffer the penalties. Yeah. That's okay. Definitely. That, yeah. And you're tripping your way in the dark and you're making, maybe you go into the bathroom in the dark and you don't realize that the seat is up and you wanted to sit down to do your business because you didn't want to wake up your wife with those loud pee sounds and you sit down <laughs> on a bowl. Okay. Not a pleasant experience. It's happened, hasn't it, in the past? Yeah, I, I, we have so many bowls in our bedroom. That's right. You sit down on a toilet bowl with the lid up and you, and you just, you scream and, and then your wife wakes up again. My God, my day's ruined tomorrow. Well, home automation experts will fix that. That sounds great. So um, tell me, how, what is your plan to fix it? Well, first of all, you wake up in the middle of the night, your wife is sleeping. You don't want to wake her up, but you really have to go to the bathroom. Yep. You step off of your bed and what happens? Well, underneath the bed is a motion detector and a little LED light turns on at your feet and illuminates your way to the bathroom. If you see your dog there, sniffles, snuggles, whatever you've named him, Mm -hmm. you step over him quietly or she, if it's got a vagina (laughs) and you walk towards the bathroom. Okay. Now here's the thing. Home automation from the ceiling comes a large acrylic rectangle. Okay. It comes down from the ceiling and it covers up your wife. Mm -hmm. Oh. It surrounds her. It covers her. So even if you were to trip on your sniffles, snuggles, whatever you've named your dog and start screaming like a sailor, oh gosh, oh darn, you're not going to wake up your wife because she is encased in a one inch thick acrylic rectangle. Okay. That has come from the ceiling. Got it. Activated by your feet touching the floor, tripping the motion detector, but turns on the LED lights. You go into the bathroom and the bathroom seat lights up ever so slightly. And you see oh. that it's down. So you're not making any mistakes. And it starts playing Mozart's bathroom symphony. 
<laughs> I didn't know he wrote one of those. Yes, Opus 12. Oh, cool. There's a catch. Oh, okay. Your wife is inside of a sealed plexi acrylic rectangle, one inch sure. thick. There's not a ton of oxygen in there. <laughs> so you can't be leisurely when you do your business. I'm saying okay. don't fire up Wordle. Don't do the crossword. Mm -hmm. Don't start scrolling Instagram or Twitter or whatever you use for social media. You need to kind of get your stuff done. I'd say, depending on how much your wife breathes, <laughs> you have a good three to four minutes. If she's, if there's, if there's one thing that, you know, our family knows is that she's a real breather. Okay. Well then you have three minutes, two forty-five, maybe. So I'm just saying, don't dilly dally, go about your business, make as much noise as you want. You could even kick snuggles. The dog could just yelp and yelp and scream and it wouldn't matter because your wife will not hear it, but you need to hurry up. But that is home automation. That is making your life easier through technology. And that's what we do at Home Automation Experts, LLC, Limited Liability Company. Mm. But now let me say, uh, let, let's think in the morning, right? Yep. Now you wake up in the morning, you want a cup of coffee, don't you? Yeah. Okay. Now, what's your usual routine? You go up, you make the coffee yourself, don't you? You put the beans in the thing and you, you do all that stuff, right? Yeah, it feels very middle class. It feels very, it's not technology, is it? It's boring. It's analog. Yeah. Imagine this. You wake up and you smell fresh baked bread. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't you like to wake up to that smell? To one of the best smells in the world. Well, that's home automation. It is? It is. So what time do you get up in the morning? Uh, well, it depends if I have to get the kids ready for school, but so let's say about uh, 6.55. 6.55 in the morning, you get up. So you want to smell fresh baked bread at 6.55. So using home automation technology at six o'clock, Stefano gets a text message <laughs> and it tells Stefano to get up and go to Paisano's Bakery. Okay. Stefano drives to Paisano's Bakery. He's got a five gallon Home Depot plastic bucket. Okay. And he walks right in there, proud of what he does with the bucket. And he waves that bakery smell into the bucket. And then he seals the bucket with the oh. lid that comes with the bucket at Home Depot. $7.98. Reasonable. He goes back to your house and he slides through the side window that you have to leave open when you go to bed. <laughs> He crawls up your stairs, comes to your bedroom door, opens up the five gallon bucket from Home Depot that he got for $7.98 and proceeds to waft that bakery smell under your door and into your bedroom. Mm, mm. You wake up, you smell baked goods and Stefano gets a paycheck. So what happens with Stefano after he's opened and wafted the smell into our, uh, our bedroom? Well, he gets out of there. His, his job as a home automation technician is over. His job huh. is to wake you up with the smells of a bakery. Okay. Now you I'm, wake up smelling a bakery and what goes best with a piece of bread or a hot croissant? Cup of coffee, doesn't it? Yes. Yes. That's what you initially said is something about coffee. Something about coffee. You like coffee, don't you? Sure. So you go downstairs and you make coffee the old fashioned way. You're probably scooping up the coffee and throwing it in your coffee maker. Yeah. Yeah. Boring, isn't it? It's worth it. So, so boring. You'd much rather have that hot cup of coffee waiting for you. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens is you go downstairs, you walk into that kitchen first thing in the morning, 
you clap your hands three times. Okay. Three times. And out from your pantry comes Natasha. <laughs> She's 23, maybe 24. Mm, okay. She's Russian. Like, yeah. She lacks any moral compass. <laughs> she comes out holding a whisk and two mm. eggs and proceeds to make you an ungodly omelet. Okay. And while that omelet is kind of getting ready, she makes yeah. you a cup of coffee. Great. Turns to you, hands it to you. Yeah. And says, good morning, Mr. You, whatever your name is. I don't know your name. I don't know, don't know your to dog's name. It's well, to but my dog and my name are Toby. Well, she said, Mr. Toby, here is your coffee. Your omelet will be coming forthwith. <sighs> yes. That is home automation. It, is it though? Yes, it is. It feels just like hiring a, a staff of foreigners to, I don't know, break into my house or live in my closet. I don't know. It doesn't feel like very automation-y to me. Well, uh, are you doing it? No. Then it's automated. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's necessarily the dictionary definition, but look, words change all, all the time these days into what they're not supposed to be. So maybe this is automation. It is automation. You'll have to trust me on this. All right. You're the expert. I am the expert. You started a limited liability corporation. Yes. Well, because you want to protect yourself because sometimes people go to the bathroom a little too long. <laughs> right. Right, right, right. And then they're widowed. Well, that's, isn't that where Natasha then steps in? One would hope. No moral <laughs> compass whatsoever. See, that's great. It seems like a waste of Natasha's skills to have her just making omelets and, and coffees. That's all I'm going to say. Well, she can suck a golf ball through a garden hose. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I like parlor tricks, but I would much rather that she um, pleasure my penis. Well, you just have to learn how to say that in Russian. I bet you know how to say it in Russian. I got to say... Uh, nothing about this feels right. So I'm going to have to pass. You're welcome to do that. I'm just telling you tomorrow when you come home from work, <laughs> you expect your garage door to open. Yeah. Oh, and it will. Okay, great. But attached to your garage door will be your children. <laughs> what the, what? And as the garage door lifts, the nooses around their necks will tighten. Holy God. What? And you will have a very limited amount of time to rescue them before they suffer from asphyxiation. Meanwhile, Natasha is going to do her damn best to keep that door closed. <laughs> All right, fine. I want to, I'll, how, how much is it a month? That's up to me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, Brian. I've, Hi, Jack. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I tripped on my lip. That was a, it's not a very professional way no, to start a podcast. It is not. It's not. I'm sorry. You know, the, the barrier for entry is so high in podcasts that I, you're really yeah. going to, we, we could lose the show. So many gatekeepers. <laughs> so many gatekeepers. So how, uh, how are you, Brian? What have you been up to uh, since last we spoke? Well, uh, my son's back from his first year at college. Awesome. 
So he, but he was, so this is the greatest thing. So he lets us know. So he was supposed to do some summer session, three weeks okay. of summer session, mm-hmm. stay up there. And then he informs us uh, the day before that he's like, actually they have online. I'm going to do it online. So I need to clear out of my dorm tomorrow. Oh, so which resulted in my wife you know, having to drop everything, rent a van because he's got a room full of crap, drive four hours, pick him up, load the van. Of course he wasn't ready, you know, so like nothing oh, was put away. So she wasn't a happy camper, but we picked him up, brought him home, unloaded the van. Now we have a house full of crap. That's got to be tough because you live in a New York City apartment, which I, I listeners would probably know doesn't necessarily have as much room as a as a full house might. We got a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's nice to have him back. Bigger. He's okay. buff. He's buff. He's working out. Yeah. He's uh, he's he's a buff dude. OK. And when I said that, he's like, You're, that's gross. So, well, that's not gross. Would you say he's a, you know, is he a nine? Is he a 10? You know, he's, a, he's he needs to, I think he should shave. He's got like facial, he's doing, he's like this patchy little weird stuff. Like, oh, I can grow here. I'll just let it happen. No, I don't care about that. How hot is he? He's, he's stunning. <laughs> well, that's great. I, you know, I, I know that was a concern for you because you in, if I remember your college experience, you didn't make any friends in your four years. Uh, you know, I tried, I mm-hmm. I sat there in the dorm in my doorway and just kind of as people walked by, I would ask them for spare change just to try to initiate conversation. Yeah. It's conversation starter. And they would always kind of look away and pretend I wasn't there. Yeah. Oh. Change my tack or my tack and say that, oh yeah, homeless veteran, <laughs> homeless veteran here. And you're 17, 18 years old. Yeah. And they would just kind of look at me. Then they'd look away and just keep walking. Oh, and then I would tell them I'm disabled. Did you have any, um, uh, you know, any props or any reason to give them to believe that you were disabled? I drew a, a swastika on my forehead like <laughs> Charles Manson. I'm not sure that's quite a disability. I thought it was like a mental disability thing. Like, why would yeah, you my- do that? You know, he, and so I would just I put that on. I would just kind of repeat Manson lines like I could kill the world. <laughs> and nobody... Nobody acknowledged my existence. It was a, it was a tough four years. It was a, it was a sad time. It was a lonely time. Man, you know, kids can just be tough. Yeah. They're, they can be mean. Yeah. And college can be very clicky. Yeah. There's a lot of sounds in college. (laughs) But how, you know, so that was sort of your friendship thing, but you also said that you were like, oh, for a thousand, you had a zero batting average with it, with the ladies, you know, how did you sort of try to, you know, as as a young man sort of coming into his own under the circumstances that you described, how did you sort of like try to get ladies interested in you? Well, I, you know, I did a little research. I found ladies love cologne. Yep. Okay. And so I found a cologne, apparently doing my research, there's a cologne called Dracar. Sounded Mm -hmm. exotic. Dracar Noir. Yeah. And so I I bought a little canister of Dracar Noir Mm -hmm. and I walked around when I saw a girl who looked attractive to me, I threw it at her. (laughs) What? You throw it at them. You're supposed to hit them in the head, knock them out, and then you take them home. I know. No, no, no. I think that's... That's a lot of things. That's that would be assault and kidnapping. Like that's how Bill Cosby probably was in school, and you don't want to be like him. Well, he was a role model. Yeah. No. Normally, don't ask you this so directly, but how are things with you and uh, you and your wife? 
They're pretty good. Okay. They're, um, she's decided to transition. Oh, uh, into what career? Uh, no, and into, she wants to be a man now. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, she said it's not, it's not because it's all the rage. She just says suddenly she deeply feels like she'd like to be a man. Okay. So she's going to have a few operations. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, you know, she thinks men have penises in the back. I don't know why. Like, like a tail? Yeah. That's, look, I know she's from Poland, but there's, I think it's pretty universal where the, I mean, unless she grew up with a bunch of Chernobyl friends. You know, she did. She's, um, you know, she was downwind of Chernobyl. Uh, <laughs> she has friends who have thyroid issues and, um, you know, she's, she's used to weird things. Like yeah. When, when we first started going out, she's like, what's that doing there? I'm right. like, well, that seems pretty normal. And she's like, no, no, not where I am from. <laughs> So, okay. Well, it's pretty great that she saw that uh, early on in your dating ex- uh, experience, though. Yeah, it was a nudist colony. Oh, that's 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 lovely. Yeah, you know, as the typical you know guy goes to a nudist colony, falls in love, girl stunned because his <laughs> penis is in the front. The tale as old as time. It is literally. <laughs> Okay, so she's transitioning. How does that how does that make you feel? I mean, because you're, if I remember correctly, you're fairly attracted to women. I yeah, I'm attracted to women. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I guess Klingon women can be hot too. I'm just not super into the wrinkles and stuff on the forehead mm-hmm. uh, and the aggressive tone and the language. But you know, if if she really feels like that's what she is. Then I don't want, it's kind of like the, what it was the whole vow, like in sickness and in health, blah, 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 yada, yada. If she, if your wife wants to be a Klingon, you, you got to kind of suck it up. So. So she's not only transitioning to a man, but she's also becoming a, a science fiction uh, alien race. Yes. She wants to be a Klingon. She said she's felt like she's a Klingon f- for a long time. Oh, and I said, since how long? And she said, Krach, nah. <laughs> and I was like, I don't, whatever that means. Sure. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, it's Klingon. It is. She's going to have, first, she's going to have, uh, the radical mastectomy. Yep. <laughs> um, radical. And then she's going to have the, uh, wrinkle plasty, which is when they put the wrinkles on your forehead, the Klingon yep. telltale. And then she'll do the phalloplasty, mm-hmm. the Klingon phalloplasty. Okay. And I was like, what does that even mean? And she just kind of looked at me and winked and said, you'll see. <laughs> so I'm like, really, you know, this part of me, I love Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen a naked Klingon. Right. And, you know, this is a chance for me to see a naked Klingon and, and spend the rest of my days with her. Him. Well, I, Sorry. You, I've already yeah. screwed up everything. You really have. Okay. Well, so your male Klingon wife's back penis um, is going to be. <laughs> yeah. It's weird to think about, isn't it? It is definitely weird to think about. Yeah. I, I'm the opposite of turned on right now. Yeah. I don't know. I really don't know what to make of it. Um, you know, I, I don't, as she said, don't be Klingon phobic. I said, okay. what, what if I'm not attracted to this whole new thing? And she said, you're Klingon phobic. Um. And, you know, and that really shut me down because I don't want to be anything phobic. It's the worst right. thing in the world. Makes you a Nazi fascist. I've heard that. Yeah. It's the last thing anyone wants. Yeah. Especially because uh, you're, I've always been so sympathetic to Romulans. 
Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I kind of got to ease off on the Romulans now. Yeah. My support for those guys. Well, your wife has really put a monkey wrench uh, <laughs> into her back penis. Yeah, that's it's tough. I don't know. I mean, it could be worse, I guess. How could it possibly be worse? It's Klingon people problems. <laughs> She's a real Karen. <laughs> hey, Brian, are you a big fan of the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue? I love the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, Jack. Yeah. Yes, and <laughs> very good way to way to start a bit very strongly. Thank you. Yeah, if you had said no, then we would have just had to cut this Shut bit. Down I would have had to cut bit. something. Yes. Shuts it all down. Not a Man. fan, Jack. Don't like it. Bit's over. Okay, I do like it. I love it, Jack. The Sports Illustrated. Well, what is it that you love about it for real? I love magazines. Okay, I love the feel of a magazine, the smell mm-hmm. of a magazine. Yeah, the endless postcards that fall out of it, trying to get you to subscribe to the magazine. Sure. Uh, and for the you know, sports illustrator, I, I look forward to the, that issue every year. Cause it's always like the most beautiful women in the world on the cover of sports illustrated. And it's classier than playboy or hustler. Yes. Or jugs. That's right. My old stomping ground. Um, so I, I, I assume you saw this, but sports illustrated has continued to, change the typical cover model uh, that they used to have. It used to be back in the day, it'd be a Christy Brinkley or a Mm. Kathy Ireland, uh, Mm. Kate Upton, Cindy Crawford, uh, an immaculately beautiful woman in a, uh, in a swimsuit. Yes. That was sort of the appeal of it. Yes. Now they've put all sorts of different people on, on the, uh, the the cover. And uh, especially, I don't, I assume you saw this Martha Stewart is a swimsuit sports illustrated swimsuit cover model. Mm. Yes. 81 years old. Love it. So Brian, you yeah. work at a, at some sort of um, organization, not organization at some sort of company that sort of pairs celebrities, almost like a PR firm yeah. sort of slash agency that pairs celebrities with uh, sort of unique um, sponsorship or, or, uh, visibility opportunities sort of yeah. like, you know, an 81 year old woman being on the cover of sports illustrated. Yeah. What other sort of like celebrity opportunities have you dug up for your clients? Well, uh, we will, we will place, you know, our, our clients, uh, anywhere we see fit where, where we challenge the paradigm. Mm-hmm. Okay. 81 year old swimsuit model. Why not? Yeah, I guess. So you're just really trying to like you're a disruptive innovator with a celebrity game. Yeah. You know, we're just we're just we're being inclusive. It's about inclusion. Yeah, no, I hear that's big. Inclusion. Well, so but okay, so but what other opportunities are there out there for for celebrities? What other what other things you you know? Someone came to Michael Jordan and said, hey, here's a sneaker deal. What, mm-hmm. what other sort of um, interesting pairings have you made with products and celebrities? Well, um, uh, give me a celebrity and I'll tell you. Oh, so you've you've done that many where I could just name a celebrity? We've done a ton. Oh, that's great. Uh, you know, Inclusion, um, Jack. Inclusion. Well, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. You worked with him? Uh, we did. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Lovely guy. Oh, that's great. What what did you what did you, what sort of deal did you get for him? He is now Chef Boyardee. <laughs> what? Yeah. He's a pretty big star. Doesn't that it feels like a step down? 
He said that, his agent said that, but I am a persuasive individual. How did you persuade Dwayne The Rock Johnson to become the new Chef Boyardee? I said, he'll never go hungry again. I said, Dwayne The Rock Boyardee, you will never go hungry again. Sign here. Was that a concern of his? He, he's got a weird thing about starvation. I didn't know that. Yeah, he had an old gypsy woman tell him he would starve to death <laughs> when he was a young child and, and it stayed with him. So he can be easily manipulated by threats of starvation or food. Wow, how yeah. fortunate. Yeah, so it worked out for us. Uh, he's the new chef Boyardee. Uh, he looks great in the little chef toque. Uh-huh. And uh, we're excited. He's going to start printing those. The labels will be coming out. They'll be on store shelves in a couple of weeks. And um, I'm excited. Has has the Chef Boyardee classic look changed at all? Uh, yeah. Well, it's uh, obviously, you know, the original Chef Boyardee was an older man. This is Dwayne The Rock Johnson with a toque. <laughs> And, uh, and he's just sitting there and he kind of has a menacing look because uh-huh. he's about, he's really serious about his spaghetti and meatballs in a can. Okay. Um, <laughs> but we're, you know, we're excited for it. I think, I think we're, it's a win-win for everybody. That, well, that's fabulous. Were you able to, to get anything for, um, I mean, I can't imagine you got her, but Madonna. Yeah. You got What sort of opportunity did you get for Madonna? Well, uh, Madonna is the new representative for Jello brand gelatin. <laughs> really? Yeah. Why? What made you think of Madonna and Jello? What what purpose does that serve? Well, because Jello's just kind of wiggly and squishy, uh-huh. and so is Madonna at this point. And so, you know, we just thought it was a natural pairing. Is it? <laughs> so you'll see like you know something shaking. Is is it her or is it a, a flesh colored Jello? Oh wow! Yeah, and how how did that meeting go? Uh, it you know she is very strong. She has a strong personality, mm-hmm. um, and you know she was insisting that she's still in her prime. She still, <laughs> I I still have time, is what she kept screaming. <laughs> I still have time. I don't have to do this. But her agents, you know, they they know. Uh-huh. They see what's coming. Right. And, uh, and they think that, that this was probably one of her best bets as far as, you know, getting some serious exposure out there. Cause Jello is going to put a ton of money into this. Well, that's great. And is she using a lot of her old Madonna, um, uh, trickery in, in sort of like the, this, this new, um, pairing of like, you know, sexuality and or religion. It's more about the slow decomposition of a body. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's time. Time takes its toll. <laughs> Is that what is that what it says at the end of the Jello commercial? Yes, yeah. It's Madonna presents Jello because she relates, and then at the end it just says time takes its toll, and then she turns to the camera, and it looks like she's about to cry, but we cut. <laughs> wow. Okay. Madonna and Jello. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Now, um, I know you also wanted to skew a little bit younger. Yeah. You um, you guys did a deal with Colin Kaepernick. Is that, do I remember that? Yes, we did. Well, that's exciting. He's yeah. um, you know, a big social activist, former yeah. quarterback. Yeah. What, uh, what deal did you get for Colin Kaepernick? Because he certainly isn't quarterbacking. He is the new face of the United States Marine Corps. That's a curious choice. Yeah, no, I think it's great. I mean, so you see- What? You see, a, uh, it's from the beach perspective and in the distance, you just see like a boat, okay? And, and as it gets closer and closer, you see it's a military boat. It's a fast moving boat and you're looking at it and you see 
a giant afro and then four other uh, what looked to be soldiers. Uh-huh. And then the boat runs aground and you just see Colin stand up holding a rifle and waving to his man and he jumps off the boat and moves forward. Okay. And he gets on the ground and his afro is so big that it's obscuring the enemy's view and the other soldiers, the other Marines get behind him. Okay, I see. And use it as cover. <laughs> but wouldn't they just shoot Colin Kaepernick dead in a, in a heartbeat and then... Well, they're trying. <laughs> okay. But fortunately, uh, the berm where he's hiding is just enough to cover his head and the important parts. Okay. But yeah, his hair does take a, take a beating. But at the end of the day, he saves America. That's ironic because he, doesn't he kind of hate America? Yeah, he sure does. He kept saying that through the whole process. <laughs> and it was tough because we had a lot of Marine Corps representatives there who have very high opinions of the United States. And, yeah. And he begged to differ. That's curious. And what sort of like touches did, were he, was he pitching to sort of put in this commercial about his sort of politics? Uh, well, you know, he was, he wanted a more diverse uh, set of Marines. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wanted, uh, I guess, a, a man lady mm-hmm. and a, a mincing dandy, I think was what he said <laughs> and stuff. And, and there, you know, that was, a, there was a lot of fighting over that. Uh, at the end he got, you know, he, we had a, a black Marine, a white Marine and an Asian Marine and a, a lady Marine mm-hmm. in a combat role, which is unusual. It's unusual. Happens, but you know, but we, we were, we worked it out. We didn't do the the mincing dandy. Oh, good, good call. Did Colin Kaepernick's politics sort of come into play on the commercial shoot? Uh, you know, he, he famously sort of took a knee, um, and I would imagine that wouldn't be something that the Marine Corps would necessarily want in their commercial. How did you guys sort of uh, navigate that? He kept he kept saying, "This is for Russia, right?" Oh no! Yeah, we just said yeah. <laughs> we didn't want him to kind of get less enthusiastic. So he thought he was doing a Russian military ad. Yeah, which he was grateful to do. He was very said he was very willing to do. Right. He, he's a big. He would be a big fan of theirs. Yeah, he hates America. They they're not fans, and so he was he was on that team. The enemy of my wow. enemy. Right. Of course. So, in, in what ways did you make the the shoot? What in what ways did you sort of trick him into thinking it was like a a, a Russian military ad instead of an American one? Um, just out of camera frame, we'd have a child. Mm-hmm. And just say you can shoot at that. <laughs> That's a very Russian military thing to do. Very Russian, very Russian military. And that, and he got off on that. Yeah, he did. We gave him a, a can of tuna that expired in 1987. <laughs> so these are your rations. <laughs> so we gave him the whole authentic experience. That's great. Well, it's great that you can cater to your big stars. Yeah. I mean, that's what I do. That's I, I'm, I'm a matchmaker. Well, you know, let, let me ask you what, just one or two more. Uh, I'm a big Billy Joel fan. He's actually yeah. my favorite musician. We've talked about him on the podcast in the past. Uh, were you able to by any chance get anything with Billy Joel? Yep. No kidding. Yes. What, what pairing did you get with Billy? Uh, he is the spokesman for Scranton, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Why he's quintessential Long Island and New York. That's the, crazy. He's known for love in New York, New York state of mind, all these songs about New York. And that's why it was a big deal to, for Scranton to get him. 
Uh, he's coming out with a whole uh, repertoire of songs about the the glory and beauty of Scranton. That's whoa, that's interesting. So he's he's actually ch- like adjusting his song catalog to Scranton. Yep. Can you give me an example of a Billy Joel song adjusted to Scranton, Pennsylvania? Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, Scranton State of Mind is oh cool is going to be you know probably one of the more popular songs in his repertoire. Uh huh. Um, uh, scenes from an Italian restaurant mm-hmm. is scenes from an Olive Garden in Scranton, Pennsylvania. <laughs> that's clunky. It's very, that's a clunky song title. Yeah, it's fine. You know, it's, it's not about the song. Um, Allentown is Scranton. Yeah, well, Allentown is Pennsylvania. Yeah. So, <laughs> but no, back, back to, um, scenes from an Olive Garden based in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, how does that. How does that go? That's what, because that's actually my favorite Billy Joel song. Uh huh. You know, what are some, what are some of the lyrics to the revamped lyrics to that? Um, was, you know, bottle of red, bottle of white. We're having fun in Scranton tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I'll Uh meet you anytime you want, as long as it's a Scranton based restaurant. But, but, okay. Very, very strange. Big catch. Big catch. Scranton's Scranton's ecstatic. I I guess so. That's, that's really, that's really great, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, I made the deal happen and Billy's happy. He got a lot of money for it and he's, he's more than happy to switch his allegiances. Well, that's great. Well, I mean, uh, Brian, you know, good job. Thanks for, um, you know, thanks for taking care of America's celebrities. It's 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 good to have you back in in our country doing actual good work. Thank you. I look out for our celebrities. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. Thanks, Jack. Hey, you're welcome. You're welcome. But thank you, Brian. So that's it. The show is over. The show's over. It's done. What was your uh, favorite part of the show, Brian? The part where I said, hi, everybody. That was good. Wasn't it good? That was good. Thank you, Jen. It's nice to have like a distinct uh, signature. It's like sort of our live from New York at Saturday night. That's right. It's like, hey, everybody. How are you? <sighs> Solid. Well, you're a, a creator. You're a disruptive innovator. And you're a great podcast host. Thanks, Jack. J- Jack. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Yeah, boop. <laughs> Questionable Material with Jack and Brian. Subscribe on any podcast platform. Visit us at qmpodcast.com.